Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, good news. Sometimes it's hard to find it, but I think people will be able to relax knowing that our relationship with China right now is just fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which it really shouldn't be, honestly, because forget about the spy balloon that Joe Biden let float across the entire country without stopping it. But, okay, I was being sarcastic. I mean, there's COVID, too. Like, we never really held them to account for not no. being up front with what they were dealing with at the time. Or stealing our properties, I mean, yeah. dozens, dozens, dozens of time times, uh, infiltrating into colleges. Uh, it goes on and on and on. But, oh, no, it's all good yeah. because our leaders are getting rich from China. Right, exactly. <laughs> so Joe Biden, he did an interview with Judy Woodruff from PBS. That was hard-hitting. Uh-huh. And she asked him about U.S.-China relations, given that he let this spy balloon give us a rectal exam uh, for more than a week. Yeah. Relations now between the U.S. and China have taken a big hit, frankly. No. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. What? You've talked to Xi Jinping? talked to Xi Jinping before. I... And our, our team talks to their people. During this and yeah, since? Yeah, after this. I haven't talked to them during this. Oh. But look, I mean, <laughs> the idea of shooting down a balloon that's gathering information over America um, and, uh, is, and that, break, that t- makes relations worse. Stop yeah. it right there. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, we're three jamokes on the radio, not doctors. I'm just asking the question, and for anybody, when you watch that interview, did you have the thought, okay, they got him amped up for the big speech, oh, yeah. but now he's come down off of whatever, and this is his normal state, I mean, aloof, not with it, not making sense. What is that? Dude. The, the laughter, the uncomfortable laughter. Yeah. This is a serious thing, man. That, it, well... Yeah, it is a really serious thing. And there's that one moment where Judy Woodruff is, oh, you've talked to them, like, during this, after this? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, oh, no, not during this. And she goes, oh. I mean, it really does. It sounds like it sounds like someone's grandniece visiting the Alzheimer's wing in an old folks' home. Yeah. Like, there's that awkward, okay, I don't want to, you know, call out the elephant in the room. But maybe grandpa's a little bit not with it or whatever. I mean, this is just awkward. It really is. All right, we'll pick it up about five seconds before. Go ahead again. And uh, is and that break that t- makes relations worse? Look, I made it real clear to Xi Jinping that uh, we're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look. We're not looking for conflict, and uh, and that's been the case so far. Okay, I don't know what sort of analogy one might want to use here. Um, They just gave you the finger. They just 
pushed you right in the chest. They mm-hmm. just hit on your wife. Whatever it is, you see it for days and decide not to do anything. Anyone that you have respect for, have they said this was really the good move and made some sort of convincing case that it was the good move? No. the, the only, Not at all. The only case I keep hearing over and over again from people defending this are those who say, well, you know, you don't, you got to worry about the explosives that were on it, apparently. you got to worry about, uh, you know, what the debris is going to do as it's falling. And I think, well, well dude, it was off the coast of Alaska. That's kind of how it first entered U.S. airspace. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot of water over there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it doesn't make any sense. No, and then... Try to say, well, and by letting it travel all the way through, see, then we could recover it mm-hmm. in the ocean, yeah. maybe, and th- and that's going to be great for us, because we're going to get all this information that we wouldn't have known. None of it makes sense. It just doesn't. And that whole interview well, the, that he did, again, man. The whole slurring. Oh, yeah, dude. Again, two-thirds of the country doesn't want this guy to be president again. I just looked at betting odds today. In some futures, he's the leader at this moment in time to win. How oh, did boy. that happen over the last few months? Oh, boy. <laughs> and it depends on, you know, if you're looking at Vegas odds. I mean, there, if you Google that, you'll see a number of different sites and you'll get different odds. But the fact that Biden is as high as he is, even when he's not first, yeah. that he's right there second or third, and usually it's the Santa's Trump, you know, those three in there. It's astounding. The Democratic Party doesn't want him to run. That guy can't be president again. You heard it. Yeah. It's something new every day. It, crazy to Boy, me. That was stunning. Yeah, there's more to get to. Holy smokes. From man. that coming up a little bit later on. Um, more good news. We know the root causes now of why people want to come to this country. Did she finally come out with her report? Kamala? Yes. Oh, yeah. David? Uh, claiming partial victory on this stuff. Uh, now, now, there's still work to be done in determining root causes of illegal immigration, but the plan is working, she says. Hmm. Data from the Department of Homeland Security shows that the number of migrants from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras where our root causes efforts have been focused, have significantly declined over the last 18 months. Now, of course, this could change over time, and we will continue to monitor these trends. So, well, just for clarification here, it's gone down about 18%-ish, and it's still five times higher than it was in 2020. That's the thing. So it's not This is the better. trick they use on so many different things. <laughs> But I still don't know what the root cause was. Well, the root cause? Yeah, I don't know. These countries are poor. But she didn't say that even. In another report, I heard something to that degree. And and because they're doing better, then less people you know, do want to go. Except we got to send them a pile of money to help the root causes to these countries. Yeah. It's nonsensical. I was going to say, if that, if that is the final report, what you just heard took a year to do. No, oh, it's basically selling the fact that, yes, in our proposal, we're going to give these countries, Guatemala, 
Honduras, we're going to give them piles of money. Which, of course, where do you think that money goes? Usually when you give these types of corrupt countries money, what happens? It goes to the people that need it so much, right? Uh, (laughs) Of course not! That's what the problem is with blank checks, man. You just have no idea. It's... It's you, just the same stuff over and over and over. Are you telling me that the leaders of these countries, which have never really done anything to improve their citizens' lives, might just take a check and spend it on whatever they want? Yes. As long as they dig a well or two, yes. no one ever asks any questions. That's right. And that's why they stay corrupt. Yeah. Of course. Um, yesterday there was a big hearing. Capitol Hill. Twitter execs talking about, well, helping the feds determine the outcome of an election. Yeah, election interference. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. interfering in a presidential election through censorship, working with the feds on it. Um, And, man, Democrats really tried to turn this around on Republicans. It was such a massive failure. Although, again, the cheerleaders in the media, if they even talk about it, are still going. The same people who say Joe Biden's sharp as attack are going to say, wow, Democrats really embarrassed Republicans on this. Really? Really? Listen to this, Jim, from Cori Bush. This is awesome. Miss Gaddy, you were at Twitter on January 6th and asked repeatedly for a retrospective meeting to discuss what happened in the lead-up to that day. Management told you, quote, it wasn't a priority for the company. Why was it not a priority for Twitter to learn lessons from January 6th? Mm-hmm. I don't believe you're referring to me. Apologies. I'm the chief legal officer. I did not I did not make that statement. And all of a sudden Corey Bush is turning around to her handlers. <laughs> like <laughs> you gave me the wrong question. What happened? What like, happened? Like, what, what, they're, they're like they're looking at the thing and they're like Yes, you have the wrong person, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> it's so embarrassing and hilarious all at the same time. Man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> We're in good hands, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. She struggles enough as it is, okay? She has to have a staff that is on it all the time to keep her from stepping on landmines all the time. And yet they have the paper in front of her, and she's, you know, reading it dutifully. Like, And when she finally finishes the sentence, it's like this incredible gotcha. Twitter to learn lessons from January 6th. And then she sort of looks like, "Mm mm-hmm. So what's your answer going to be? You got the wrong person. Uh, That's not me. We don't believe Guam's going to tip over. (laughs) (laughs) We don't anticipate that happening. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there you go. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on today. There's a new vibrating pill that treats constipation. You think I'm making that up. So that, no, that's something seriously, David, we got to get to. Sounds like fun. Yes. And the IRS warns against filing taxes early if you live in a state that sent out stimulus checks. That story's great. <laughs> Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, what is the story with the IRS? Golly, man, they can't do anything right. So uh, the IRS is saying don't file your taxes too early if you're in a state that gave out uh, stimulus checks, like California, for example. A few other states did this because they still don't know whether or not state-issued rebates and refunds will be considered taxable income. They didn't work that one out. I'm not sure. Do we get a cut of that or not? I'm not sure. Okay. You remember a few years ago when there was talk of simplifying the tax code? Yeah. And a way to file your taxes? That hasn't happened. No. No. It is incredibly confusing. And I know that people were warned going into this tax season, hey, you may not be either getting back what you're used to. In some cases, you may even owe. There's been a number of people in that boat because mm-hmm. things got changed you know, a couple of years ago, and then you had COVID, this money coming in. Now this story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of funny to me because uh, H&R Block and TurboTax have said, ah, w- we don't consider those taxable, so just go ahead and file early. <laughs> So, so I guess now, I mean, I, I hey, look, hey, you know, I, I, I like the private sector, you know, putting its foot down and saying, we got money to make, all right, we're going to decide for you, IRS. Yeah. Yeah, if you do that and you're in that situation, uh, just make sure you, you pay for that audit insurance, okay? God, yes. Is there such a thing as audit yeah. insurance? Well, oh, man, through, I wish I'd have known that. Through some of these e-filing services, yeah. You can, oh, yeah. It's like guaranteed or we'll help you, you know, wow. deal with the IRS. Yeah. I would have taken out that policy. <laughs> well, your situation was different a few years ago. Yeah. It still is a mess. It's going to be a mess for who knows how long. Okay, for those that don't know, so you had back-to-back heart attacks in yeah, 2015, yeah. and then you couldn't work for a long time, yep. but you were able to start working a little bit and then yep. worked all the way back, but starting in 2017. Yeah. But at that time, some things got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Okay, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. And you ended up owing a lot. Yes. And then there's like a payment plan. Yes. That's going on. Yes. So... <laughs> I'm not saying this to make you angry. Nope. Nope. What I'm saying is Yep. So you're saying it's still <laughs> Oh no, it's a it's a it's a mess. Meaning that you still have to pay all the time uh, yes. or that it's a mess because it's it's always fluctuating uh, and changing. Look at my balance, IRS take take several hundred dollars gone 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 every month. Okay. So the mess being that you're still paying not so much that yes. you don't know what to expect. I don't know. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I could go in there and they could go, well, there's another $5,000. I'm just tacking on. Who cares? It's going to be that way forever. Well, that sounds hopeless. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> no, it's not. You See, can't think that way, man. It can It can get... You have someone, a tax expert yeah, that you go to. He's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, he's tried to help me out as much as he can. Are you saying he's not doing his job It's like well? a doctor when he looks at something really intense on the uh, and he goes, I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. We'll try putting some ointment on it, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully it'll clear up. Okay. Fire I don't you. even know what else we were, we were going to go with that story, but now I hope it gets better. And one of my options is throwing myself in front of a train. Well, last year with yeah. the one of the e-filing. Yeah. Okay. I owed so much 
then I'm like, something's wrong. And so I did. I paid for the extra to have the expert come in, and they went through everything. Yep, yeah, some things changed, and that's why you owe what you owe. Gosh, dang it. Yeah. I know. But that keeps you from being audited. But I'm guessing every time you have to pay, the chances of your audit goes down. Remember when you were making like 150 a week, and you always got all your money back at the end of the year? Oh, yeah. Got like a sweet $2,000, $3,000 back or something. Yeah, that was. I, I kind of remember that. <laughs> well, I'm not pining for the old days of making 150 no, no, no. a week. I'm, I'm not either, but that's not what I'm Pretty thinking about. Pretty sweet cash at the end of the day. It's <laughs> <laughs> your money. I know. Yes, that's the, a lot of people would tell you you want that money so you can invest during the year because you've always been good with your money, a good steward. <laughs> Sorry, How do you dude. know what I do with my money? You don't because I've been around you for 30 years. God. It was that big wallet of I cash. Got, I, got, I got no debt outside of government debt. Okay. we got to move on. Jackass. I mentioned, <laughs> Man, you're in a mood today. Well, so are you. What do I do? Trying to have a little fun, man. Jeez. I mentioned this. Uh, there is a new pill to treat constipation. Maybe this is a really good story for right now. Um, it's a vibrating pill. It's called Vibrant. FDA approved. <laughs> a vibrating pill? Yes. You know, I was told that this will explain it. Piece of audio that would explain it, and not a joke. Vibrant is not a laxative and works with your body's natural process. Simply swallow with a glass of water. Vibrant's unique drug-free approach uses gentle vibrations to stimulate the colon mechanically. The pre-programmed timing of the mechanical stimulation is thought to improve the natural colonic mobility by leveraging the colon's biological clock. The disposable capsule is expelled with natural bowel movements. You so see, you don't have to go to see your tax agent again to go. take it dumb, get sick to your stomach. You can take that. You really missed an opportunity to market it as crack hammer. <laughs> oh, gosh, dang. So your stomach <laughs> vibrates and your intestines vibrate. Yes. And it shakes everything loose. Well, it's natural. That way it will perform naturally. <laughs> see, not a laxative. Mouth. Open my mouth and you hear cool in the gang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a lot to get to, uh, including Elizabeth Banks says she's a victim. Exactly what does that mean? Not quite sure. We'll get to that. Any news update straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the State Department has admitted that the Chinese spy balloon just floated over the United States eight days. Yeah. Um, including vital national security sites, was equipped with antennas that could collect communications. Well, yeah. Okay. But yet when Biden is asked about it, and our relationship with China, nothing's wrong. To what that's, he says. That's unbelievable. So to Xi Jinping before, I, and our, our team talks to their people. During this? And yeah, since? after. I haven't talked to him during this. Oh. 
But look, I mean, <laughs> the idea of shooting down a balloon that's gathering information over America um, and uh, is and that break that t- makes relations worse. See, uh, to me, if you can cut through the uh, the dense underbrush of senility there in what point he was making, what you actually hear is a guy who thinks that question is about did we tick off China by shooting down that balloon once it was done with its mission, which is already bending the knee to the communist government. Yes. Uh, Because the question shouldn't be, did we tick them off by blowing up that balloon? The question is, what are we going to do about it? Yes. And really, if we had a media that really wanted to get to the truth and wanted to ask questions, wouldn't one of the questions be, I know, if you said this a year or two ago, kook, tinfoil hat. But what we know from the relationship with China, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's brother, Joe being the big guy that would get 10% of profits from relationships, that's in play. Are you compromised, Mr. President, because of your relationship and benefiting monetarily from China? It's like that's taboo to ask that question. Yeah, it's weird. And it's taboo according to the same people who spent years claiming and in some cases still think that Donald Trump was a Russian spy. (laughs) Yes. And there were P-tapes to prove it. (laughs) So Joe Biden, in essence, is like Colonel Tom Parker. He's not really doing any of the work. He's just receiving 10% of the money. But because of his name. Yeah. That is an odd sort of... I'll go with it, though. Yes. Yeah. He's the manager. Elvis's manager. He's the manager of his brother and his idiot son. David was confused on who Colonel Tom Parker was. So we were... No, he make... wasn't. David knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a little bit confused. <laughs> I thought it was a Hogan's Heroes reference. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be wrong. We did that the other day. <laughs> right. oh, goodness gracious. Hey, what is the deal going on in Jersey, man? This oh, is terrible. Dude, this is terrible. Uh, local New Jersey council member Russell, Russell Heller was shot and killed in his car at work exactly one week after uh, Eunice Dwumfer, another councilwoman, was murdered outside of her home. And these both happen to be Republicans serving at the local level in uh, New Jersey. And... So far, investigators have said it's not about politics. I don't know what the uh, what the motivation would be. Uh, in this case, the guy who killed uh, Russell Heller also then turned the gun on himself, but he was a former employee of the same company that Heller worked for. Okay. And so I don't know if, you know, one school of thought is that it, it really had nothing to do with politics. It had... It was a workplace dispute. But, man, this is really odd when in the span of a week you have two people who happen to be Republicans getting executed like this. Yes. And, I mean, I'm not making light of it. It's the troubling takeaway. So that, yeah, not related. It's just that so many people are getting, you know, offed. It just so happens they're both Republicans on the council. Yeah. Because usually you would think that it has to be linked somehow. Yeah. 
But no, there's just a lot of people that end up dead. So I mean, it's yeah, different jurisdictions, all of that. So right, it's not like they're on the same city council, but yeah, it is. It is still just very, very odd that they both happen to have been Republican lawmakers. Yes. Wow, man. <laughs> and I know that that is. They would say, "Hey, this is just." An incident that doesn't involve anything else, but just you yeah. look at the amount of murders. Yeah. I mean, it's just always troubling. All right. A lot to get to. I know you guys have been perusing through a whole lot of news, as we always do. So at this point of the show, it's not so much the biggest story of the day, but something that certainly caught your attention. What's your story today, David? All right, you know, in Hollywood right now, it's popular to be a victim, even if you've been wildly successful. So there's a new movie coming out, and I think we've even talked about it on the show. It's called Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's loosely based on a true story, uh, but in this case, a bear ingests cocaine that had been ditched and then goes on a murderous rampage. Seems like I think it it's set be... in the eighties, right? This yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, it did. Well, yeah, the murderous rampage part didn't happen. I think right. the bear just ingested the cocaine. But it's Hunter Biden's email address, right? <laughs> cocaine bear at Yahoo. <laughs> at Yahoo. <laughs> well, in a new interview with Variety, uh, Elizabeth Banks, who directed and co-produced the film, uh, said, "Well, you know, it was difficult to convince Hollywood power players that a woman could helm such a movie." I wanted to break down some of the mythology around what kinds of movies women are interested in making. For some reason, there are still executives in Hollywood who are like, I don't know if a woman can do this stuff. It just persists. Oh, my goodness, man. You just somehow, someway have to score these points. Yep. Yeah, which is actually even kind of nonsensical based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. based on a, a whole lot of other major motion pictures. I mean, it seems like, especially if you have a high profile like Elizabeth Banks, it, you can get things done. Right. Wow. It is, man. Victimhood is mm-hmm. going to be in for a while. Mm-hmm. You get the feeling. What's your story today, Scott? Uh, my story involves Leah Thomas and Riley Gaines. Hmm. Uh, Now, you know, Riley Gaines is a women's sport advocate, and she was at the uh, State of the Union. She was a guest of a Republican from Michigan. She's a swimmer from Kentucky, right? Yes, yes, she's a swimmer, and one of the best, by the way, in the world. Uh, Calling on the NCAA to establish separate locker rooms for transgender athletes. This was an interview she just did with uh, something called America Reports. 12-time All-American, by the way. Mm -hmm. She talked about Leah Thomas in the locker room. She said, we were not forewarned. We didn't know anything. We didn't know we'd be sharing a locker room with Leah. We never gave our consent. They did not ask for our consent. But in the locker room, I turned around and so did my friend. And the six foot four biological male is dropping his pants. And he's watching us undress too. We were exposed to his male genitalia. She said, this is worse than competition. She said, not even probably a year or two ago. This would have been considered some sort of sexual assault, voyeurism. But now, not only are they allowing it to happen, it's almost as if their organizations are encouraging it to happen. This has to stop. And she spoke at an Our Bodies, Our Sports rally, which I like, too. I mean, just think about the Me Too movement, uh, which was not that long ago, where if you just commented on a woman's sweater, you could be 
just burned at the stake. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. terminated. You know, and, we were and, talking and, about well, if you if you dated somebody who was an underling, <gasps> power dynamics, ah! all of this, <laughs> and now we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, dude's exposing his his ween in the locker room with around a bunch of women. That's normal, you bigot. That's crazy. It is crazy I, to even have this conversation. It is is loony that this these girls are in the locker room. Nobody tells them anything. I know. Here comes Leah dropping Mr. Kanish. I know. It reminds me of what happened in San Diego, outside of San Diego with that Y. And it's the 17-year-old yeah. girl going, what is going on? Right. And then, of course, she's the enemy as far as media goes. Right. Oh, yeah. Bigot. So is this girl. She gets all kinds of hate mail. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I go back to this all the time because the first time you really, at least I remember hearing about it with audio involved, was that woman at the Wee Spa in L.A. Mm-hmm. Which was perfect, yeah. Because that person, and by the way, the person that's talked about in this got in trouble again. Yeah. Golly. And I don't have the story in front of me. I think it was an assault. But what are we... But this this dude... Right, I know. Saying, well, I'm a woman, but he still dated women. And so he's got it flopping out at this spa where there's girls... And this woman is trying to tell the front desk, and they're not having it. But sexual orientation. I see a d- It lets me know he's a man. He is a man. He is not no female. Right. Of course. There's no such thing as transgender. He has a d- Okay? He has a penis. He has penis is hanging out. <laughs> well, you know what? I've heard this ten times. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I hear something new in it every time that makes me laugh. No. Like it's good, like a classic movie. I never noticed this part before. Yeah, right. You've seen it a hundred times, but you want to watch it again. Yeah. Okay, just one more clip. I have a right to feel comfortable right. without a man exposing himself, okay? No, you go somewhere else. Yeah, you go somewhere else. Well said. But, I mean, uh, when did this become okay? It's been the slow creep, and then it really kicked uh, in gear so, a few years ago. I can't wrap my head around it. Who thinks this is okay? Seriously. Well, advocates, did you see who was oh, at my gosh. the State House in Oklahoma the other day? That was crazy. Yeah. Trans rights matter. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, my story today uh, is sort of on a lighter note. And I'm doing this story just to get the reaction I think that I might get. Aaron Rodgers doesn't know what he's going to do with his future. From what I hear, there are a lot of people in Green Bay. They're like, make up your mind. We go through this every year like we used to with Brett Favre. I was just going to say, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Um, so is he, is he going to retire? Does he want to go to the Packers? Does he want to play? Does he want to go somewhere else? He's not sure, but he said the other day during an interview that he he's going to go on a darkness retreat to figure it out. What does that mean? I'll let him explain, okay? See if you think this would be a good idea. It's four nights of complete darkness. It's a darkness retreat. I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences. And it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning. What do you think so far, Scott? I thought it was he was forced to listen to the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's kooky. It just sounds nutty. <laughs> it just does. It does. You're sitting in darkness indefinitely. Well, it doesn't mean that you can't see daylight. I don't think. He said they shove food under like the door. I think so. It's coming up in a couple weeks. It's a room. It's a little house. There's a two-way, like a little slot that right. they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you. No music. No nothing. Just myself. Yeah. yeah. 
Have you ever had to spend extended time just on your own with like so no phone, no contact with anybody, that sort of thing? Why would I do that? Well, I'm just asking. No. David, you have before, I think. Well, I mean, I, I like to go hiking and camping and things like that, which, you know, you, there are no phones out there. You're not worried about it. You like You're it. talking about by yourself. Yeah. 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 There was, this was a number of years back that I did something called the Soul Journey. Oh, I remember that. And you made fun of me endlessly. But there's this thing, and with that, it would just be like for a night. No internet, nothing. Not talking to anybody. And with that thought, it's it's just you and God. And so concerns, things that come to the surface of your mind, and you're trying to be prayerful through things, maybe figure something out or, you know, where you're at in life. Sometimes you can just get clear about your thinking. I know you. whenever I would, I wouldn't even bring it up. You would bring it up, Scott, and then you would start making fun, doing your hmm <laughs> sound effects and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm interested to see what that dude figures out of four nights in the darkness, or whatever you call it, where you're just by yourself. He should be on ESPN when he comes out of the cave or whatever <laughs> to make his to make his announcement on where he's going to play ball. It's at like Groundhog week. Day, but Aaron Rodgers, yeah. <laughs> like the old LeBron the, the old decision, decision. And then broadcast it. That would be outstanding. Got everybody at the at the opening of the cave waiting for him to appear. Yeah, comes out. I'm guessing he's going to be in Green Bay again. If I had to guess, we'll see. All right, much more to get to, including the feds infiltrated BLM. Why? To stoke violence. You got to hear this story straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. <laughs> Sound like a brokered record when I say this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah, may, maybe now uh, liberals will get on board with what Republicans have been saying recently about the FBI. That it needs to be reined in. That there needs to be an effort made to hold people accountable for doing things that are at at the best unethical. Well, The Intercept is now reporting that the feds paid a violent felon to infiltrate activist groups during the Black Lives Matter riots to stoke more violence. Wow. Uh, this dude, Why? As if he needed more violence. Right. Uh, this dude's name is Michael Adam Windecker II. Not making that up. Uh, during the 2020 riots, this dude showed up in Denver. He got involved, and FBI payment receipt records signed by him show that he was paid more than $20,000 for his work during the summer of 2020. And so what he would do uh, as an FBI informant is go to uh, the more radical elements within Mm -hmm. that overall situation and try to convince them to do crazier and crazier things. Like in one case, basically, let's start a race war. And this guy... uh, Again, the guy has a long list of felonies for things like sexual assault. I mean, he's had restraining orders against him. A bad guy that the FBI used to try to stoke more violence. And okay, you- so I'll play the naive person in this scenario, okay, David? Mm-hmm. 
who asks you then, why would the FBI want to do something like that? Oh, because you need chaos in order to uh, implement authoritarianism. Right. That's that's basically the long and short of it. That's, I mean, that's the same reason why the FBI literally concocts a plan to kidnap and kill the uh, governor of Michigan. Again, that whole kidnapping plot, if it weren't for the FBI, no one would have ever put it together. Right. <laughs> Man, the corruption is so deep. There is so much work to do. Okay, better get your protein shakes. Here we go. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Should we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. President Joe Biden did an interview with PBS. Yeah. You know you're going to get softballs. Mm-hmm. If you're being advised and you're Joe Biden, they're probably saying just don't go too far off script. Mm-hmm. He can't help himself. No, you he pointed can't. pointed out earlier today, too, and I wanted to point this out again before we play the clip, that you said that, and there were some rumors that they shot him up full of whatever for the State of the Union, that whatever it was didn't get shot up this go-round. You can't do that every day. No. And no, none of us know that, mm-hmm. but there are times this guy appears to be, yeah. well, more energized than others. Yes. Sometimes that doesn't mean more coherent, just more energized. Yeah. And then there are the times where he's almost fallen asleep and sometimes has nodded off. And during this interview, it was like too much information and too much for him to take. Yes. yes. That's what it seemed like anyway. You can't do blood transfusions too often, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) So this was a a question about the classified documents. Yeah. Uh, So what about those classified documents you were hoarding, Joe? Okay. So the best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up are things that from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. But one of the things that happened is that... Well, time out. It was reported, Ukraine, Iran. Yeah. Those were the topics of at least a few of them. And his own lawyers have said, have copped to it being stuff from the Obama administration, which was not 1974. So this sounds to me like Joe's just freewheeling. Yeah. With the stray papers. Yeah. Okay. What was not done well is as they packed up my offices to move them, they didn't do the kind of job that should have been done to go thoroughly through every single piece of literature that's there. But uh, I just let the, the investigation have, you know, decide what's going on, and, and we'll see what happens. It's nap time for Joe. Man. It really is, man. That was almost a whisper. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah. Man, I just don't. Yeah, man. that's not even what, again, his own lawyers have, have said. 
like maybe the the packing up part and there have been others who have come out and said one of the reasons why this can happen why you may not know about classified documents whatever is because a lot of the people who are supposed to be doing this are actually just refreshing their resume because they know they're on the way out they got to find a new job so they're more focused on what's next than actually the task at hand which is still a huge problem that you know you have people who are not paying attention to things but then you know when it is stuff from his time in the senate and then it's stuff from his time as vice president in multiple locations yeah that's not just loose papers flying around oh goodness gracious if he would have answered this question at the state of the union it would have been they found some papers from 1974 yeah. 1974 <laughs> ask xi jinping ask him <laughs> 1974. <laughs> Meanwhile, yesterday, uh, some uh, members of Twitter's team, or former members, were getting grilled on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And the legal chief, the former legal chief at Twitter, um, did admit that, okay, the, the lockdown on the New York Post account... Uh, might have been a mistake because they tried to get by this by saying it was just the Hunter Biden laptop story at the New York Post. Yeah. And they said, well, other people, the New York Post, they were only shut out for a couple days. It was two weeks. Yeah. So admitting now, yeah, that was that was a mistake to do that. Now, again, man, I'm not even going to get excited about any of this because, as you've told me so many times, David, and I know nothing will probably come from it. Yeah. As far as someone being held accountable, I'm just hoping that at least independents will understand what happened last go around with the election and how much the FBI was involved in this and the government telling the social media companies what people could see. And when someone actually says, you know, that sounds a little like North Korea. Okay, that's been said in the past before with not a great sort of comparison. Dude, I think it's in play here. I really do. You're controlling the message of what people see. That's not the United States. That crap's got to be stopped. So I'm hoping enough people understand that and actually feel the way that most Americans do that we can't stand for that. Because there are plenty of people on the left... They're like, it's fine to suppress speech as long as we get to control who gets suppressed. Right. I don't hear people on the right saying that. Maybe they are, and I just don't hear it. Do you hear it? Well, they try. Yeah, the left tries to talk about like banning books and classrooms and things like that. And one, that's a total wash because when you see the banning of books like To Kill a Mockingbird and Huckleberry Finn, that's the left that was doing it. Because there were racial slurs in there, and they wanted to protect people. They actually were banning those books. In the case right now, for the most part, when Republicans are talking about taking books out of the library, out of the school library, not an all-out ban of the book, but taking it out of the curriculum, you're talking about what amounts to picture books of graphic sexual images. That's an entirely different thing. Yes. Someone call it grooming. Yeah. It's not appropriate. It's a completely different thing. Yes. Um, Mentioned it earlier. uh, Great news for Kamala Harris and her team. They figured out the root causes of why people in impoverished nations want to come to the United States. Yeah, okay. Although I'm not quite sure she actually said why 
She just said, what we're going to do is give them money yeah. to help the situation. Less people are leaving, but that's also a smoke and mirrors sort of statement because you're not talking about, you know, since 2020. You're talking about in the last year, there are less people yeah. that are coming from Guatemala, Honduras, into the United States. They're not giving them money, though. They're investing. Right. Oh, goodness gracious. Investing in those countries yes. to help them. Yes. Anybody notice? We don't have any money. We're $32 trillion in debt. We've got people we hear all the time that have it so bad off in the United States, but we can't help them. we got to give money to all these other places. It doesn't make sense. But um, this was interesting, that what this writer had to say on all of the efforts to solve the root causes in these countries. Oh, yeah. Uh, so a bunch of corporations are in on this, too. They're going to donate a bunch of money to get at the root causes of illegal immigration because no one's ever tried throwing money at a problem before. Jeez. Never. <laughs> Never. Weird. Um, can't believe nobody thought about that until now. Uh, the Daily Wire talked to a guy named Seth Barron. He's with the uh, American Mind. Okay. And I just like the way he put it. Yeah. I mean, a billion dollars over five years or something over all these countries, which are complete, total basket cases. They have the highest murder rates in the world and, you know, terrible history of government corruption, abuse, violence, you know, domestic violence, gangs. I mean, it's such a disaster down there that this is a fool's errand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like checking off a box. See what we're doing, what we can. The same way the companies that are giving money to this cause. See, look at us. We care about the poor people. Knowing the money is not going to go to the people that need it the most. I mean, it's like their own version of BLM. What they say they want to do. Do the kids in the inner city ever get helped by that? Has anyone ever heard of it before? Where BLM money went to improve the lives of young people oh, no. in impoverished neighborhoods? No. No, and in fact, some of the local chapters of BLM for the last couple of years have been asking the national organization, hey, where's our money? Right. You've been holding out on us, man. Yes. I wonder what those companies think now that gave the millions of dollars to BLM. Mm -hmm. Probably feeling pretty stupid. Maybe you saw the news story, John Fetterman hospitalized. Yeah, he had to be hospitalized uh, during a what Senate Democratic retreat today. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it was yesterday. He had to be hospitalized uh, for feeling lightheaded, they said. Nothing to do with his stroke, though, that he had. The massive stroke that he had last year. Absolutely nothing to do with that. The first report I saw earlier today mentioned the stroke before. But they're saying nothing to do with that. Y right. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they said. That, well, let me see what the official statement said. Uh, do, 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 do. He left and called his staff, who picked him up and drove him to the George Washington University Hospital. Initial tests did not show evidence of a new stroke, but doctors are running more tests, and John is remaining overnight for observation. Uh, and they had also said that it, they don't think it's related to that stroke. But come on. I mean, again, I'm not just taking shots at a guy who's no. sick. I mean, but... This is one of the reasons why there was legitimate concern about him going into the Senate. Of course. I wanted to share with you something that I saw this morning, because when that broke, um, there was a lot on Twitter about it. You know, Twitter brings out the worst in people, right? So you could imagine 
Here's why I was pleasantly surprised. Going down this list, for, you know, linked to the story. How many people said, I don't, this is just one example. I don't like the guy professionally, but I wish him well in a full recovery. Um, praying for him, even though I don't agree with him. I cannot tell you how many of those comments are on there. Um, prayers regardless of political views. Prayers for Senator Fetterman. Hate his politics, but pray he's okay and recovers quickly. Prayers for him and his family. Just on and on and on. And all I could think was, if this were someone that was really disliked, a Republican senator, would no. you see the same no. sentiment of can't stand this guy or his politics, but praying for a recovery? Not, not often, man. There are a lot of liberals who still make jokes about Rand Paul's neighbor, like being a hero for tack for blindsiding the guy and cracking a couple of his ribs. Right. Yeah. Crazy. I saw an interesting study. Just wanted to bring this up real quick. I don't know if you can relate or not, but the study said commuting to work is good for a lot of people's mental health, and they lost it during the pandemic when they had to work from home. And so a lot of times people think, well, you're stuck in traffic. How bad does that suck? Well, when you're looking at Americans across the country, I know it's a newsflash for some people. There are a lot of people in the United States that don't live in big cities mm -hmm. where it's congested with traffic. It's, I think, average 24, 25-minute ride to work for a lot of people. But the researchers said, yeah, it's just a time to relax yeah. and detach from everything. I agree with that. And I live in the building where we work, mm -hmm. so I no longer commute. But that's what I did. I emptied my head out all the time. I had like a 15-minute commute. Yes. And I, and I liked it. Yes. I did. Yeah. You, you can listen to whatever. Yeah. It could be silence. Whatever it is. Right, I can just gather my thoughts, kind of put everything away, and, you know, move yes. on. Yeah. Um, and also, if you're in that stage of life where, you know, you have kids. Yeah. Well, then the other gig starts as soon as you get home. Yeah. That's why you circle the black like four times. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you buy a sixer on the way home. <laughs> exactly. Pound it on the road. <laughs> okay, I can't approve of that. You I'm know that. I'm just joking. I know you Don't are. drink and drive. I know. David I know. Van Camp is <laughs> What did the Pentagon initially say about that Chinese spy balloon? Have you heard this? That is straight ahead. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. You know, this is alarming, but I don't think we should be surprised. You're telling me, David, the Pentagon didn't initially care all that much about the Chinese spy balloon? Oh, no. No, now the reporting is out that apparently as it was flying over Alaska, they just kind of flagged it and said, ah, yeah, by the way, we got this foreign object uh, coming into American airspace. And then when it took a sharp turn... And they're like, oh, so it actually is going over the continental United States of America. Huh. That might actually be bad. It wasn't until January 28th that they were like, oh, okay, we need to maybe really monitor this and maybe strategize what we're going to do about it. What's the point in having an intelligence community if they see a Chinese spy balloon 
and think, no biggie? That is a great question. I thought the same thing. Why are these people there? Isn't that their job? Yes, but I mean, then yeah. someone has to do something with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you can spot it, but once it's spotted, okay, what are we going to do? Huh. Ooh, I don't know. And you wonder, how do those conversations go down? Because well, they make, go up to the top. You call the Endangered Species Bureau. Make sure that you're not shooting down something that is almost extinct. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea, dude. I don't know. But it makes me crazy. But they're they're also they they flew one of these balloons over Guam. We're finding out too. Yeah, and yeah. Guam is an American territory and happens to be home to some pretty important uh, military installations. Like that, and you got to believe that's what they were after. Yeah, was that sort of information? I mean, Guam is referred to as the tip of the spear when you're talking about you know Asia and all that, like because it's so far over, close to. Uh, the continent, I mean, what's the point of having a tip of the spear even right. if a hostile foreign power pokes you in the eye and you don't do anything about it? Not only that, but, and I'm not saying this to like strike fear in anybody, you're just going off basic fact. What is China accumulating more of all the time? Nukes. Okay. So as far as our weapons defense system in the United States... Where that balloon's going can get information on that. Or like, you know, our media just kind of shrugs. Eh, it's China. You know, we, we compete with them. Yeah. We're not looking for conflict. You think they're not? Yeah. It, it boggles the mind, man. It really does. Uh, in the future, we're going to have self-driving cars. We've heard this for a long time. No. You don't think it's going to no. happen? Oh, no, it may happen, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be involved. Okay, I'm not saying it. Some might say in your world that they would trust the self-driving car over you driving. Some would say, not me. Yeah, you know that. I'm a friend. You would. Of course not. Ugh. You already have. <laughs> you wouldn't today. No. Researchers are suggesting that eventually we're going to have to add a fourth white light to the stoplights. Not just green, yellow, red. We're going to need white as well. Boy, howdy. Because with more and more automated cars on the streets, they'd be able to communicate with one another. And the traffic lights to coordinate the optimal, most efficient tra uh, traffic flow. So it would know what cars are coming where. Wow. And everyone will know where you're at all mm -hmm. the time. And, and these electronic cars also have, like, gauges to help you speed or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day? Big. Well, there are there are a couple out there. I think on the political front, it is that Joe Biden doesn't really seem to think it's that big of a deal that the uh, Chinese put a spy balloon over America for several days. And that's a big one. That That's a pretty big one. Also, there is one uh, big story if you're worried about the whole trans stuff with kids. Yeah. The trans medical community has its first major whistleblower. And she has now written about it. It has been published today. And it is fascinating to hear her testimony from the inside of these places. Because she thought she was helping in the beginning, correct? Yeah. Oh, we got to get into that. That and much more coming up right here.
the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen X. David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. <laughs> I, I can't hardly wait to get into the story you have. Um, I know I had this story that there was an FBI memo that warned against, check it, radical, traditional Catholic ideology. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 talking about uh, placing informants in Latin masses. Yes, and why would that be? Well, anti-LGBTQ. <laughs> what? Yes, that's crazy, man. Something has to be done about the FBI. What has happened to it? It's far. I think it's far worse than we had even imagined. Well, and and the left needs to get on board with this now. Okay, enough with the slobbering over James Comey and all of that stuff. No, 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 no. Because we just talked about uh, the intercept piece from a couple days ago, where the FBI also planted a convicted violent felon within uh, the mostly peaceful riots in Denver. To try to get people to agree to start a race war. They were trying to entrap people by promoting terrorism. The FBI, and watch, I'm, I'm going to wind up on a list, aren't I, if I'm not already on there. The FBI needs to be dismantled brick by brick. I totally agree. And my name is Scott Robbins. I'm just going to say, <laughs> don't drag me into this. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it does, man. Well, this dude who was a special agent at the FBI for six years, uh, Kyle Serafin, before he was indefinitely suspended without pay in June 2022, published the document, quote, interest of racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. Words, words, words. Yeah. Yeah. Radical traditionalist Catholics compose a small minority of overall Roman Catholic adherents and are separate and distinct from traditionalist Catholics. You go on and you're trying to figure out exactly what are they talking about? Anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, and white supremacist ideology. Well, I think if it was five years ago, you would look at that and say, well, what does that mean? But today when you see that... White supremacist ideology, that doesn't mean anything anymore. No, it doesn't. Because it gets thrown out there all the time. Because if you say, you know what, yeah, I voted for Trump last election. <laughs> it's part of white supremacist ideology. Yeah. You don't know exactly what it means anymore. But as far as anti-LGBTQ, switching gears to your story, David, uh, well, a member of the Alphabet Mafia has turned on them. Yeah. Well, there, there's a woman named Jamie Reed. She's married to a trans man. I'm just going to give you the, the priors here, okay? okay? And she has worked in the field of trans pediatrics. And now she is done with that field. She's now a whistleblower uh, about to, to go into details about what certain hospitals and institutions have been doing to children, calling it, quote, morally and medically appalling. Now... If you're a common sense person and you've read about this where they're, you know, putting kids on dangerous drugs to try to feminize them or make them more masculine, much less the surgeries, removing uh, healthy breast tissue from young girls, removing the genitals or mangling the genitals of boys. I mean, it is mm -hmm. just monstrous. A common sense person can look at that and say, this is insane. 
There's Agreed. no reason to be doing this with kids. Now, she was a, uh, a case manager at the Washington University Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Uh, started in two, uh, 2018, quit last year. They've handled about 1,000 cases, pediatric cases, uh, okay. in that time. Uh, by the way, she wrote this in the free, uh, free press. Uh, I left the clinic, this is what she writes, I left the clinic in November of last year because I could no longer participate in what was happening there. Today I'm speaking out, and I'm doing so knowing how toxic the public conversation is around this highly contentious issue and the ways that my testimony might be misused. I'm also doing so knowing I'm putting myself at serious personal and professional risk. So then she goes into the details. There was a team about of about eight, and only uh, and only one other person brought up the kinds of questions that she had about this, uh, and anyone who raised any doubts ran the risk of being called a transphobe. You're out of the club. You know? Uh, now, the girls who came to them had many, many comorbidities. Depression, anxiety, ADHD, eating disorders, obesity. Many of them were autistic or were on the autism spectrum. So they had other things going on. But... The patients declared they had these disorders that no one believed they had. We had patients, and here's what she writes, we had patients who said they had Tourette syndrome. They didn't. They said they had tick disorders. They didn't. They said they oh had multiple goodness. personalities. They didn't. And, and the, you know what happens, man? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Dude, it, you see that where kids have seen other people have it on TikTok videos somewhere online and then they make themselves believe they have it it is yeah. the whole social contagion well, it, it, gosh dang yeah okay there, go ahead there was a phenomenon a few years ago with um uh, what's it called peppa pig where like little preschool age kids started speaking with an, a british accent because i remember the, that remember and and that's yes. not nearly as serious as this but it just right. gives you a glimpse into how persuasive yes. media yep. and social media in particular it can be to a mind, and especially if you're already at a heightened risk with other personality disorders, then you're, yeah, this is a bad deal. And now, that young. The doctors, she writes, privately recognize these false self-diagnoses as a manifestation of a social contagion, but they didn't do anything about it. <laughs> to begin transitioning, the girls needed a letter of support from a therapist, usually one we recommended, who they had to see only once or twice to get the green light. To make it more efficient for the therapist, we actually offered them a template for how to write a letter in support of transition. The next stop was a single visit to the endocrinologist for a testosterone prescription. That's all it took. And she goes through all the drugs, and some of this stuff is really graphic, and I won't go into it here. Look it up for yourself. I mean, it is. you need to read this, uh, and her message needs to get out. Um, one of the drugs they use for boys who want to transition to being a girl is a prostate cancer drug. And it's not meant for this. It's like, it is a drug that people take when they have no other option, when they want to save their lives, and they're taking it to feminize boys. Because it can, it, some of the side effects do involve uh, largening of, of breast tissue, things like that. Uh, they also talk about what happens to these girls, even if they don't have surgery. But uh, there was a 17-year-old girl in 2020. She was put on testosterone. She had to be hospitalized because of vaginal laceration. Oh, she had had man. sex, and the testosterone Ugh. thins the tissue. So she almost died. She was bleeding heavily, didn't know what to do, oh, and then they gosh. sent her to the ER. 
And she's not the only case. There's a lot of cases like that because that's a serious co- uh, complication and risk. And the fact that you're that you got these nut jobs giving teenagers and even preteens this stuff, people need to be going to prison for this. It's evil, man. There's no other word of it for it to me. It, it yes, they need to go to prison without question. You know, I have a question and. And we got the friggin' president during right, the State exactly. of the Union talking about kids. In fact, who pays for this? Does their insurance pay for this? I mean, who pays for this? The surgery's got to be. Well, sometimes it's the family. Hundreds of yeah. thousands of dollars. Because, at least from different stories that we've read, we'll talk about people getting loans. Because they're afraid their kids are going to kill themselves if they don't get this done. So you have desperate parents doing everything they can to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going in debt because you're going to be paying those bills for a long well, time. Yeah. And outside of that, I'm sure there are other sources of revenue that people end up getting somewhere. Well, I yeah, mean, because this is reconstructive surgery. This is not getting your appendix out. Dude, do you remember the audio that we had? And it was Daily Wire that got it. From Vanderbilt. Well, wait a second. They uncovered the story. The actual audio and the video from Vanderbilt was on their website. Yeah. Until they scrubbed everything, talking about how much money you could make. Oh yeah. Off of these, and you would have a lifelong patient that would have to keep coming back again and again and again. So it was always a cash cow for them. Right. It's flat out evil. Gosh dang. <laughs> Man, it does. It's rare that. You're left speechless by something. So good for what's her name, Jamie Reed? Uh, yeah, Jamie Reed. Uh, okay, and I, I for, re- for coming to their senses. Yeah, I mean this again. This is a person with no axe to grind. Obviously, against trans people, she's married to a trans person, and it's it's like you just more people like her need to be speaking out because, look, whatever you do later in life, I I don't care. I don't agree with it, but. Right. You don't have to care what I think on that. What government leave, program starts if you can't afford it? Right. Leave the freaking kids alone. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. It's our job as a society to protect kids. Well, we got to help yeah. out these kids who can't, can't afford it. It has to be equity. Yeah. I, By the way, unrelated story. I saw the headline, and honestly, I thought of Robbins first. Uh-oh. What was out of the New York Post? So pedophile killed himself in courtroom by drinking sodium nitrate. Well, good. Saved everyone <laughs> a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I was thinking, Robin's going to say, well, save us from uh, sending him to the electric bleachers. Yeah. Don't, well, right. Three scores a day for the next six months while it's appealing the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Edward LeClaire. This was that case, if you remember, David, in Texas and Denton last August. The guy that did this facing five counts of sexual abuse and the guilty verdict was being read. He drowned. He drank this water bottle filled with, they didn't know what it was. It was a cloudy liquid. Mm-hmm. They figured out it was sodium nitrate. So well, that was just the update when I saw that headline. It just reminded me this other story we were talking about where for a lot of these people, if they had a little, a little mix of sodium nitrate with their drink, I don't think a lot of people would mind. Not advocating killing anyone, just so for the record straight. Maybe you but these a, people need to be thrown in jail that are doing this you to You can kids. either drink the sodium nitrate or we'll handle it ourselves. 
<laughs> choice is yours. <laughs> what do you choose? Because <laughs> okay. you can't walk around anymore. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, man, there's a crazy story out there of a grocery store's robot escaped and made a run for it. Have you seen this? <laughs> oh, no. Those things are so weird. See? I know they freak you out, dude. They do. Another one is like, okay, if nothing else, we got to bring this up to get Robin's reaction. Because you go three aisles over if you see one at the store. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Get to that. And a news update straight ahead right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. We're going to compete fully with China, but we're not going to look. We're not looking for conflict. What? And uh, and that's been the case so far. He just poked you in the eye. Oh, we're not looking for conflict. Yeah. Was the wife in bed sleeping? Didn't want to wake her up. <laughs> I mean, why is he talking? And yes, like that. I don't know. Maybe that's more the reflective. Yeah. That was when he was telling PBS that the relationship between the United States and China is fine. Of course it is. He even laughed it off a little bit. I mean, come on. But look, I mean, <laughs> the idea of shooting down a balloon that's gathering information over America um, and, uh, is, and that, break, that tip makes relations worse. The, the, I mean, again, he's coming from the perspective that he's thinking – She's asking him whether or not China's mad at us for finally downing that balloon. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. The question is, are we mad at China for that? That's how this should work, okay? Of course. I know. I'm a broken record on this, man. And it's not some sort of bravado crap. I just can't help but think we're the world leader. But when we have someone like Biden or Big O in charge, we never act like it. It's like always talking about partners and allies. We got to check in with our partners and allies. No, we don't. We're the world leader. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't want conflict. No. Hey, listen. It's going to be much worse if you do the spy balloon again. Okay? We're done with it. You hack into all our stuff. You steal our properties. We're done. This is the warning. That's what you want to hear from your leader. <laughs> Not going to hear it from that guy. Unreal. Did you have another update, David? Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got distracted there. <laughs> easily done. It is. It is very easily done. Um, uh, well, you've got this hearing going on on Capitol Hill right now, and this is what I got distracted by. Jamie Raskin is talking about uh, talking right now, um, and it's the oversight of the Justice Department and the FBI, which should be you know, something that everybody can come together on and say, yeah, we need to rein in unelected bureaucrats uh, with massive police powers because they've been proven to, you know, you want to look at a systemic law enforcement issue, look at the FBI, okay? 
Jamie Raskin with this bizarre quote here. Confinement back to custody was retaliatory in response to Cohen desiring to exercise his First Amendment rights to publish a book critical of the president and to discuss the book on social media. Can you think of a more egregious example of weaponizing the Department of Justice for nakedly political purposes than imprisoning and putting in solitary confinement the president's own former lawyer simply because he wanted to exercise his First Amendment rights. That's about Michael Cohen, the former lawyer of Donald Trump. No, the, the judge put a gag order on him. Yeah. What is he talking about? That's, that's crazy, man. And that was nonsensical. Wow. Okay. Oh, Scott, your update on the uh, grocery store robot. This was yeah. Eastern Pennsylvania. Apparently, these robots in the giant stores there are all named Marty. They're six foot four. Mm. Yeah. And they got these big googly eyes. They wheel around scanning inventory, looking for spills, stuff like that. Yep. Uh, apparently, this week, Marty at a store near Allentown made a run for it. Because somebody posted a video after he escaped through the front doors. He was going through the parking lot. <laughs> and, you know, they don't move the fastest, even though they will scare no. you sometimes. Um, an employee ran out there, caught up with him. And somebody joked, oh, he almost made it to freedom before he was wrangled back to his grocery prison. No. Yeah. They are really tough. They're weird. <laughs> they talk. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, classified documents. Well, that's a story from the past. No one cares anymore. Yeah, Move on. No. Ah, don't worry about it. Yeah, it was It was like uh, Trump hoarding documents was supposedly going to start another or, or result in another 9-11. But Biden hoarding documents, ah, simple mistake, made all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's quite a trick that you could pull that off, it's you know? A, it's very interesting. But this is what happens when you actually, when your political ideology controls most mainstream media it's very easy to get talking points out that is true that's a nice assist right there yeah yeah, yeah it really is but uh on pbs joe biden was being interviewed and he was asked about the classified documents you've cooperated with the archives with the fbi but i want to ask you about quickly about what you said last september you said just possessing classified documents is you said totally irresponsible so what was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? What they've informed me not to speak to this issue, <laughs> to in any way try to prejudice okay. the investigation that's going on. Again, Van Camp calling him President Bystander. Yeah. They've told me. Yeah. yeah. Everything happens around him or to him, not as a result of him. And I know this is no big deal. All right. It just cracks me up. He's doing this more and more, Biden. When he goes to answer, uh, <laughs> one of those, like the very beginning of that, did you catch it? Or is it just me? Go. Yeah. Uh, 
Looks like he's getting out of a chair. They've informed me not to speak of this issue. Right. But what I was talking about was what was laid out. All these documents were top secret, code word, and all the rest. What? I'm not at liberty, and I'm not even sure. I, I made voluntarily. What? No one's had to threaten to do anything. Voluntarily open every single aperture I have with the house, offices, everything, for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home. Invited them. Was there a follow-up at all? Not in the footage I saw. You no, just wonder. Not really. You know why I'm freaking a little bit, right? I roll this again. What I was talking about was what was laid out. All these documents were top secret, code word, and all the rest. The FBI spread out Trump's documents, dude. Yeah. Well, and he had that wasn't top... Trump just leaving them around willy nilly. Everybody right. knows this. Right. The the feds staged a photo. Uh, yes. As they were collecting evidence, and that was the one that got printed in the newspapers and and all over social media and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, Trump wasn't carpeting the floor of Mar-a-Lago with, with top-secret documents. No, it wasn't secret document twister night. Here, put your hand <laughs> here, your foot over here. The feds did that. That drives me insane. She has to know that, right? As she's asking these oh, questions? Yeah, but, but you already asked the tough question, right? You got you got to let the old man get some breathing room, okay? I guess, man. <laughs> Whatever. We're not going to expect any sort of real interview anytime soon. <laughs> okay. That's the same interviewer, though, that did hold Bill Gates' feet to the fire from PBS, and he didn't see that coming. Remember oh, that? that? We were talking about Epstein. Yeah. And he ended up saying, well, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> that was that that was her that did that interview. Bill Gates is also in the news. Yeah. Well, Bill Gates, uh, you know, he's all about the green weenie stuff. He's all about uh, you know, trying to control the weather through getting rid of oil and gas and whatnot. Um and he was actually confronted about uh well, him using private jets. Like why why is it that you fly all around the world private? Um, and you're, you know, judging everybody else for, you know, driving a car or whatever. This is kind of crazy. This was on the BBC. Um, and so the question was, what do you say to the charge that you are a climate change campaigner, but you also travel around the world in a private jet? You're a hypocrite. He says, well, I buy the gold standard of funding, uh, climate works to do direct air capture that far exceeds my family's carbon footprint. Okay. So, so this Climeworks, by the way, that's that's the company uh, uh, being referenced by Gates, is an emissions reduction company that aims to remove CO2 from the air using direct air capture technology to help neutralize the gas. So for a monthly fee, you can get them to capture carbon. And he says, well, see, I pay for this, so I can do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, whatever you say, sure. We'll just believe that. Yeah. I don't know if you... Okay, you guys probably haven't heard this. And I'll I'll try to make it as simple as I possibly can. Jordan Peterson, on his podcast uh, or YouTube channel over the last few weeks, have talked to some climate experts. And one that I just heard with, you know, within the last few days, this lady kind of got kicked out of the club. I mean, she had this record i mean 
being in climate and that community for years, but finally had said, listen, as this is science, so we always have to challenge ourselves with new facts. The models that we're using as far as what it's going to be as far as the temperature in on the Earth, that's not even close to being accurate anymore. Right. We have the new information, and if you plug those in, it's not anywhere near as doomsday as what you're saying. Yeah, well, you know, you got you always have to keep in mind that observations of climate as we know them today have only existed for maybe half a century when you're talking about the sophistication of satellite technology, the sophistication of other me- of other means of measuring mm-hmm. and modeling out uh, potential future uh, climate patterns. That is extremely new science. And, it was Dr. Judith Curry. Yeah. And yes, speaking to exactly that. And then how the temperature just from the ocean can change so much because you've got clouds that are hard to predict. And then the ocean water coming up from the bottom up to the top. I mean, it's it's way beyond my pay grade. I know I'm not telling you something you don't know if you listen to the show. <laughs> but I like it when an expert like that can make it very easy to understand and basically, in the end, to say, honestly, so much of this is hard to predict, and we don't know. Yeah. And it's been wrong so many times, but people are staking their claim on this. And if you just step back and ask yourself why, well, there's a lot of money tied to this. And that's not to say that there's not anything to it as far as some sort of warming, but it's not to the degree where we're going to be doomed in 10 years. Not even close. It's nonsense. I I truly believe that. So to me, when you have someone that you feel like you can trust, that maybe doesn't have an agenda, and man, it's hard to sift through that. Oh, yeah. But it's a little reassuring because whenever you hear people talk like that, and then you hear, you know, okay, well, what qualifies you to speak as an expert? And they give you their track record. You're like, well, okay, why did this person get kicked out of the club? Well... There are rules in the club that yes. must be abided by. Yes. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, boy, did you see California in the news? <laughs> this was on Fox News. It, it's something all the time. But the headline grabs your attention because it says California cities rattled by prostitution, human trafficking in broad daylight as cops pin blame on new law. What? Yeah, prostitution will bring other crimes ranging from robberies to shootings. Um, well, this is part of the new law in California that was brought on by that Wiener dude. What's his name? Scott? Scott Wiener. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, That was my name. Air name. Back when I did top 40. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you also have Newsom signing legislation that decriminalizes loitering for prostitution purposes. So on street corners, broad daylight, women wearing thongs. They're twerking. You got pimps following moms, taking their kids to school. Oh, God. Again, just insanity. You got local leaders around San Francisco said the prostitution is so rampant. Since this, you know, new criminal justice reform law went into place, and it's out of control and dangerous, not just for the sex workers, but for the community. 
A road in the heart of San Francisco's Mission District has become lined with prostitutes and pimps, Mm -hmm. prompting city officials to install barricades as residents sound off that not only do they feel less safe, especially at night, but that they're worried about the women working the streets. The, The barricades? Yes. So instead of actually just enforcing laws that have been on the books for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. you ju- you're, you're just going to put up barricades. Yes. To solve, okay, that's that's really dumb. And they should have called them hurricanes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where it, then it gets worse with this story. And this was, man, the part you read from the window right there. This is a resident in San Francisco. From the window right there, I see people ganging up on a girl. They'll be hitting her. I call the cops. No one comes. There's nothing I can do. Dude, what a hellscape that is. Yeah, that's awful. Right. Well, and this wiener guy put this into effect because he wanted to protect trans people. Yeah, all these different, different, crazy, man. Crazy. Okay, you're going to out-crazy me here, aren't you? I am. You have a different story. Yeah. Uh, Well, the Church of England is starting a new project to consider uh, changing gendered language in church services. Not just God, as in God the Father, but also Jesus. I don't don't know what a gender-neutral Jesus sounds like, because even if you're not a believer, there's every indication that Jesus was an actual man who had a ministry a couple thousand years ago. Like, that's that, he's a person that existed, a man that existed. Yes. Who Jesus was, now that is up to theologians and your personal religious beliefs. But, I mean, there actually was a, a dude, and he was not gender neutral. He wasn't non-binary. I mean, I mean no, he, he was a man. Okay, let's just cue it. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Let me guess, this is another way that the church uh, in England is thinking, you know, to be relevant in today's day and age, we've got to be more inclusive and maybe we change our language. No, that's not the way it works. Yeah, which actually does the opposite. If you look at trends in church attendance, the more you go into the woke modern culture, the more you lose people, honestly, and it's not because anybody just outright like hates gay people or anything like that. It's just because you completely demolish what the church is. And if 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 something as rudimentary as the gender of Jesus is called into question, then what exactly are you even doing at church every Sunday? What's the point of it? You can just well to love and just be accepting. Yeah, and, I mean. And... Isn't that what you hear? Yeah. Then, they're always like, what? They're, they're always telling me what Jesus would do. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but the, the drag queen story hour people are not going to start showing up on Sunday. <laughs> you're not, actually, no. you're not no. actually reaching anybody. No. No. Now, because I believe in Jesus, I could say, all right, uh, Jesus was not gender neutral. If there was anybody that walked this earth that could have changed it, it would have been the man of miracles. Yes, I, <laughs> yes. I will give you that. But you're not going to say Jesus is non-binary. Sorry. <laughs> Golly, man. It's sanity. Okay, something else you got to get to. Check this. The NFL Players Union doctor guarantees DeMar Hamlin is going to play football again. How do you guarantee that? We're going to get to that. Wow. And much more coming up right here.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh-oh. I see the headline, David. Yeah. Missouri has its own don't say gay. No, no. <laughs> Is it the same bill like Florida had? No, but it's even worse. <laughs> ABC News. Even though right? it doesn't say don't say gay. Yeah, anymore, right? so uh, new Missouri bill. I'm just going to read you the copy from ABC News because they are <laughs> panicked about it. Okay. A new Missouri bill takes Florida's controversial parental rights and education law, dubbed the Don't Say Gay Law, even further. Well, one, who, who, who dubbed it Don't Say Gay? It was activists. Yes. Anyway. And media took up the talking yeah. points and carried it, and that's why yeah. it was controversial. Because yeah. parents loved it. But here's why it's controversial. Okay. The bill says that no nurse, counselor, teacher, principal contracted personnel or other administrative official at a public or charter school shall discuss gender identity or sexual orientation with a minor student unless they have a guardian's permission to do so. That's controversial to who? The groomers? Uh, yeah. They don't like it. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like, yeah, don't don't talk to my kid about gay sex. How about that? Or sex at all, actually. No, sex at all. Yeah. Yeah, just just don't do it. Just that's Yeah. Yeah. Now, does it say the ages of ages of this in Missouri? This is why it's so controversial because it doesn't have an age limit on it, Jamie. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Because Florida was up to what third grade? Third grade, yeah. And the people were freaking out. Oh yeah, this is going to get good. Yeah, and again, it's it's one of those things. I guarantee you, just like the don't say gay bill in Florida. Uh, just like that, if you pulled people just using the language of the bill, right? a wide majority of people would support it. It happened they in did? Florida. Yeah. Democrats. It was, what, 67% of Democrats said, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I look for the idiot governor of Illinois to start putting up signs now. Yeah. We say gay, Bill. Yes. In fact, we are getting rid of gym class. Right. And we yes. are instituting... Only say gay class. It's required. <laughs> right. Yes, right. And it, right. And while you're here, get your abortion. Up to nine right. months. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> Repurpose the gymnasium. Right. Exactly. All right. The, I mentioned this briefly earlier. The NFL Players Union doctor has guaranteed that DeMar Hamlin's going to play football again. How do you wow. do that? He's checked him out. Wow. Um, you know, he would know. Damar Hamlin is, you know, made some statements that his progress is coming along great. Um, he's got a few things that he wanted to share. Um, he said, "What happened that night was a direct example. Listen, to this of God using me as a vessel to share my passion and my love directly from my heart with the entire world." Talking about his charity and how many people have given to that, and as far as him playing again, we'll see. But that is incredible. Wow. Yeah. If that's possible. And there'll be more to that story. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, biggest story of the day is probably what we're hearing about the Chinese spy balloon. At least that that is my opinion, that the Pentagon wasn't all that worried about it when it was flying over Alaska. And then when it made a hard right turn in Canada, they're like, uh, wait a minute. This might actually be spotted by some people now. Uh-oh. You know... That is a big story. I also think the story about the feds infiltrating BLM to stoke violence. Uh, That's a pretty big one, yeah. Uh, You know that two months from now, 
When you poll people, hey, did you know this happened? Huh? What? No. They probably won't know. All right. Get to that. Robbins, your top three of the day. Yeah. The trifecta straight ahead as well. Coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Who remembers Andrew Cuomo? Oh, Boy, yeah. The there, grandma. There's a name from our past. Yeah. yeah. Emmy Award winner. Yeah. Dude was on TV every day. He was. His press conferences were carried live by the networks. Yes. Yeah. And Legacy Media, I mean, they were praising mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo for a long time until they weren't anymore. Next president. Well,. You know he's got a podcast. I did not know that. Everybody's got a podcast. No kidding. Do you know what it's called? As a matter of fact. Wow. (laughs) Too hilarious, isn't it? I thought they were supposed to tell you something about the show by the title. (laughs) He's ripping on Biden. That's why I bring it up. Oh, yeah. Said it was a mistake for Biden to open the border without having a plan to handle the tremendous flow of people. He just said it. It's true. Isn't that a no-no on the left? It's not an open border. They kicked yeah. him to the curb, though. I guess. Biden said he would do it in the campaign, but you can't change a policy unless you have the program in place to manage the change. So I thought that was interesting. And then he went on to say, the southern states were right that opening the border created a tremendous hardship for them to handle. They were right that the federal government was not prepared. This is a federal problem. Immigration is a federal responsibility. The border is not just the gateway for people, but for drugs. This is on top of a homeless problem that had already strained resources in urban areas. Mm-hmm. Don't you get the feeling he's trying to come back in some form? It feels it, like it, man. It's over. Well, he's got you know delusions of grandeur, so I don't know. Maybe he is. He's thinking about jumping in and... Uh, if if Biden is decides to not run for president again, maybe he would throw his hat in the ring. But Biden, he's planning on running. That's what it looks like, yeah. Then Kamala also said in that recent interview, oh, I, I, he's planning on running, and I'm planning on yeah. being right along with That's him. That's right. <laughs> well, we have bets on that, if she's going to make it all the way or be running as vice president with Biden. There's no way, is there? Uh, I don't. How do you get rid of her, though? Without the blowback. Pile of money, and you give her some, you know, gig title that means nothing, but it's something that she's always wanted to do, a secret passion. (laughs) Some nonsense like that. Just vice president emeritus. She's got to say it, though. She's got to say, well, I'm not running with Joe this, this time because... I don't think the voters care. You brought that up before, no. David. Voters don't care at all. I, the I, shrieking base might. But even then, they didn't turn out for her when she was running for president. Uh, so, I, know. I mean, maybe some big money donors, usually white, wealthy liberals. It's, it would be the money thing that they'd be more worried mm-hmm. about because the voting base wouldn't care. 
You don't think so? I mean, with no. the woman no. of color getting booted off the ticket no. by the old white man? People don't. See, the thing no. is, we're in this every day, and we hear from these nut jobs who only see race and gender, and, and that's like the number one most important thing to worry about. Uh, regular people don't care. Uh, they th- regular people just kind of want results. Yeah, yeah. It would be liberal women uh, that would have the biggest issue with it. But she's so unlikable. Yeah, the the latest polling numbers. She's yeah. worse than anybody. I think the only one that has worse polling than Kamala is Mitch McConnell, and he's always, you know, yeah. at the bottom. So. All right, Robbins, you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's roll. Man. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, look at my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the trifecta with Scott Robbins and helped by his hero, Ben KCK. How are you today, buddy? You doing okay? Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Three. All right. I didn't do my homework, Scott. So what's number three? Well, number three, we're going to talk about uh, the great LeBron James, and it's 38,388 points. He's irritated you for years. Well, he's number one now in the scoring leaderboard. Everybody seems to be happy. Everybody praise Lord LeBron, except Enos Cantor Freedom, who tweeted out 36,368 points. Zero morals, zero values, zero principles, zero empathy. One, bow down to China. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. He said, look, man, there's a lot of things going on, and he calls himself some sort of freedom fighter, and he's got no morals, he's got no principles, he's got none of that. He signed with Nike. And all of it is slave labor sweatshops in China, making the shoes. He talks about all the problems that happened around the world, but when it comes to another specific topic, like him and China, he stays silent. He's a hypocrite. Ouch! <laughs> now, on with the I love countdown. the way he scoreboarded it, though. Yes. That was fantastic. This guy Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Uh, yeah, Disney, the mouse house. Uh, is starting to lose tons of money. So Bob Iger, the CEO, laid off 7,000 people yesterday in a bid to cut costs to buy $5.5 billion. Now, based on what's being reported in the media, it sounds like most of the Disney layoffs are going to affect the entertainment division, including ESPN. Not so much theme park jobs. And I, I guess the refocus is going to be on what made their brand legendary to begin with. And I hear that, and then I realize they put out the whole slave video the other day with the with the cartoon characters. Talking about reparations. Talking about reparations and how they were slaves, yeah. Yes. So I don't know if there's much movement in that or not, but Bob Iger says he's going to shake it up a little bit. I don't know, man. There were people that thought he was just as woke as the yeah. guy that replaced him before he came back. So I don't know. Well, Ron DeSantis might have something to do with this because, after all, he went after him pretty hard. He won Florida by 19 points, and uh, they just cut 7,000 jobs. So I don't know who's Well, they had a sweet deal in Florida, and it's not going to be so sweet. Nope. That's what happens. Yeah, it is. That is true. 
Interesting. Now, okay. on with the countdown. But yes, the Sky Robbins trifecta, top three and number one. What if I told you all along that Anthony Fauci knew all along the COVID vaccine would not possibly present either infection or transmission of COVID? Would you be surprised by that? No, I would expect that because Dr. Deborah Burks admitted it. Yeah. Well, Fauci has two now. What? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. Uh, Fauci uh, gave a peer-reviewed paper that was just done. Uh, to be clear, Fauci is not claiming the vaccines were utterly worthless. He still maintains in the paper that in certain specific cases, atypical, but the ones that generally kill you, the vaccines serve as a sort of pretreatment. Not a great one, but somewhat effective. He flat out admits that the claims about the vaccine possibly preventing infection and transmission are simply bogus and always were. Yeah, and part of this paper, he's also saying, uh, yeah, this, you know, you'd never really be able to control a respiratory virus like this with right. especially the mRNA technology that's just not really in the cards, um, which, again, is not what they sold us. That is no. absolutely not what they were and, sold us. And the thing is, to me, I, I look at it, and you, you can say that there is evidence, and there is evidence that it can help keep people out of the hospital, things like that, right? And so for people at a high risk with COVID, that's a pretty darn good selling point. But they couldn't be normal people. They, could, they didn't trust the stump jumpers out in America to actually be able to assess their own personal risk related to COVID and do what they felt was right in consultation with their own doctor. They couldn't trust it, so they lied about it. They did lie about it. I mean, how many times are you told that if you get vaccinated, you're not going to get COVID? How many times did the people who are out there promoting this vaccine, and there were many, demand you vaccinate to protect others? They knew it was a lie then. They know it's a lie now. We're just now finding that out. Yeah. Well, the worst thing is the public trust. And I guess it all depends on how you look at it. Because in a way, I mean, <laughs> who knows how long the American people have been lied to on the sort of level that we've seen over the last four or five years. Yeah. We may not know that for a long, long time. But at least we know now when it comes to, well, CDC, uh, somebody like Fauci, uh, the FDA, uh, the FBI, can't be trusted. Right. That's good knowledge to have, uh, but man, I mean, I, as far I, as the public health, yeah. and this is the thing, you, it's going to be hard to tell when you have whatever vaccine you know in the future, or when people are recommending, hey, do this for a healthier lifestyle. People may not trust it for quite a long time because they were yeah. duped. I agree with that, and you know the thing is, I'm, since I'm the oldest person on the show, um, I can tell you that growing up. If the Centers for Disease Control said something to the general population, you believed it because they were right. They had your best interests at heart. Right. They were trying to steer you in the right direction. You trusted these people. Yep. Without a doubt, you trusted these people. Yes. What this has done is shatter it for everybody. Because Fauci also said the same thing. Well, you know, flu vaccine probably won't help either. Did you say that? Yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. Well... And if you remember Joe Biden on July 21st well, telling us you're not going to get COVID if you yeah. have any of these vaccinations. On the flu thing, he said that, you know, this is one of the reasons why with a respiratory illness like this, it's hard to say vaccinations will end transmission yeah. because right. it can vary so much with the flu shot from year to year. 
Some years it's like 20% effectiveness. Yeah. Some years it's like 70% effectiveness. You just really can't predict how all of this is going to uh, come out of the wash. This guy needs to be held accountable. I agree. It's all there is to it. David will tell us right now it's never going to happen, oh, and he's probably happen. right. But, no. man, he should. He needs to freaking have his feet held to the fire by Congress. They need to bring him up there to the firing line and let it rip. I agree. And there you have it. Yeah. By the way, even though I know the trifecta, that's it. And this was a different story we talked about earlier about DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. That the NFL Players Association doctor said he guarantees he's going to play again. Unreal. Okay. Call me a kook if you want. So he's obviously confident he can play again. He's recovering well. We still don't know exactly what happened. What caused the cardiac arrest on that reports Monday night? The place. Well, and it could be the, oh, what's it called, David? The one in 44 million chance? Yeah, Cardis or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when it's in, it gets into in between beats or something and you get hit. Yeah. Right. Although it never looked like a direct hit to his chest. And so you don't know. But if it's one of those things where you've seen with athletes before, they had some sort of heart condition but didn't know yeah. until you were you know, playing in a game or whatever, and at the moment you collapse, mm-hmm. well, you would know that by now. He would know what he might have wrong with his heart, right? Yeah. But you haven't heard any of that yet. And it doesn't seem like anybody is asking that question, and I know we got a long way to go, but the truth is, a lot of people still wonder, did it have anything to do with the vaccine? Yeah. And it may not. But people are going to wonder that until they know. It's weird how that story was all about the recovery. And, yes. And nothing about the, the reason or the cause. And that's what I still wonder. Like, was it yeah. really that, just the one in 44 million chance or whatever the number was? I can't even remember now. Yeah. Because if so, okay. But, man, I, I'm not buying that mm-hmm. because it wasn't the direct shot anyway we'll see we won't know for a while all right another news update to get to oh and of course nimrods in the news (laughs) you don't want to leave your atm card behind after you steal something not the brightest move that's why we call it nimrods in the news and it's coming up Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. (laughs) Let's just hear this, David. I know you got it. All right. Yeah, it's the most watched news program in the daytime hours in America. Because it's under the news banner. Yes, this is why sometimes we bring a clip from this show to show what millions of people uh, are hearing every single day and the utter and complete lies that the people on The View actually spout every single day. This is actually uh, Alyssa Farah Griffin, one of the people who washed out of the Trump administration and then decided, uh, well, I can make a career out of being uh, anti-Trump, quote-unquote conservative. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of those. Uh, anyway, talking about Ron DeSantis and the AP African American Studies course. Uh, anyway, 
Can I say one thing? Because I you think can. this is really important. What Ron DeSantis did with banning AP Black History, that is going... It wasn't Black History, it was African-American studies. There actually is a difference. Anyway. Way yeah. further than what many members of my party have, have raised concerns with. So there's a lot of parents who get concerned with elements of critical race theory getting Listen, into school. Listen, I'm going to say this one more time. Elements oh. of critical race theory are not taught to five-year-olds. It's not taught to eight-year-olds, not taught to ten-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, they are. Anyway. Ten-year-olds Learn. Listen, you know what? If you're scared of American history, I, oh. I don't get it. But I yeah. do think it's an important distinction because what he's doing is so absurd and it's going so far. You're literally talking about erasing history, not bringing in the theories and the theoreticals and the mm -hmm. more college level the stuff that's in CRT and how this is straight up saying we're not going to learn about slavery. We're not going to learn about the Civil right. War. That's also that's happening in Texas dangerous. as well. I just want to like kind of separate those two. Not that. No. None of that is true, what they're talking no, about. it's blatantly false. It is required for students to learn about slavery in both Texas and Florida. That's, that's required by law. Maybe a little more time reading actual facts than doing your makeup. That would help. They don't know Let's how get to, to read. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. Whoopi, she's a lost cause. Oh, yeah. Okay, Nimrod's the news. 20-year-old dude in Florida, Lance Kurtz. Now he got arrested, broke into a gas station, stole dog food, antifreeze. One of your favorites, Scott, cigarillos. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Tasty. And an electronic tobacco device. Mm. Mm. He was caught. Why? Left his ATM card on the counter. You idiot. <laughs> what was he bringing it to a burglary for anyway? <laughs> That's a great question. It really is. I, I don't know. Oh, and then a couple also in Florida recently stacked their patio furniture and window screens out in their front lawn. They were power washing their house. But while they were in the back, garbage collector came. Oh, that's garbage, I guess. We'll take her. <laughs> oh. Yep. Outdoor furniture, gone. gone. No. And that's Nimrod's in the news.